Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I was speaking recently about how I was captivated by what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, verses 8 through 10. So this is where he has been given a thorn in the flesh, and three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. So go back and listen to the previous episode if you want to hear the more extended explanation of that amazing or those two amazing verses. But uh, now let's go into verse 10 because this one also is simply magnificent. It said, or it says, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. And so he's like, look, because Christ's power is complete in my weakness, that's why I delight in my weakness. I rejoice. I joy over my weakness, which again is not normally my personal take. Like, oh, hooray. I have a malady. I have an infirmity. I have a weakness in my soul or in my physical body. Let me celebrate that. That would not be my normal mindset. And so it's truly beautiful that this is what Paul says. Like, nope, I delight in this because that's how Christ's power rests on me. And so it's weakness. The second thing that he says he delights in is insults. Now, what's interesting about this word insults, it's the word hubris in Greek, which is usually translated more like pride or... um, yeah, usually I, I would always think of the word hubris as pride. And so I think this sense of people standing up against him to oppose him out of their pride, or I guess it could also be just his own sense of pride of like, no, you don't understand. I am a Pharisee of Pharisees. I am an amazing teacher of the law. I was trained by the best. Like, why are you not listening to me? And yet the reality is God's power is made perfect in weakness. And so the, the hubris, any hubris that Paul might have had, he needs to actually bring that <laughs> and lay it down before the Lord because what was once to his gain, he now counts to his loss. And so um, I feel like there's kind of like a, it's both maybe his own hubris that needs to be put down, but also the hubris of the people around him that are insulting him and um, being unkind. So then he also says that he delights in hardships. And this word hardships, I like to keep reading about this. Another word for this would be constraints or that sense of um, difficulties that we go through. And, you know, for me, (laughs) one of the constraints that I don't particularly appreciate is just the constraint of time. There's always more I want to get done, you know? And so that sense of saying, No, this is actually just all that you get to do in a given day. And there's more for you to do tomorrow and tomorrow will be beautiful too. But, you know, for Paul, I think he had literal constraints such as being imprisoned, but also I'm sure constraints on his time, constraints on his energy, especially as time went on and he was beaten more and he had more physical, you know, appalling things happen to him that he just had additional hardships that his physical body was constrained. It was in a, um, yeah, he was, he was dealing with these difficulties. So he rejoices in those. Then he says that he also rejoices in persecutions, which I thought it was a little bit humorous. Um, 
both the King James and the NIV translated this word as uh, persecutions, as well as uh, that's the only way that the Greek is translated throughout the New Testament. So it really does mean persecution. So reasons why you might be physically abused because of your religious beliefs. So he gloried and boasted in his persecutions. And then um, the last one was in difficulties, or um, this would be like extreme hardships. It's um, really bad challenges. The um, a, a very much a narrowing of the way is another way of translating it. Um, great affliction. So this to me is like, oh, when you're being stoned, that would be um, a very much <laughs> narrowing of the way. But the uh, but he's like, no, no, I am boasting in all of these things. I'm boasting in the the weaknesses, the insults, the hardships, the persecutions, the difficulties. And then he says, for when I'm weak, there's that word weak again, that word um, that when I'm afflicted, when I am feeble in body or in soul, then I am strong. And what fascinated me is that this word strong here um, is not the same as um, the word power that has been used. It comes from a similar, I think, same root, but the word strong in this case, it's like, I am capable. I am able. I am, I have the sufficient ability to accomplish the task. And so isn't that beautiful that even in the midst of all of these difficulties and problems that would be seeking to tear Paul down, that the reality is that Christ's power is enough to make him strong, to make him capable and sufficient for the task at hand. And so Jesus, I thank you for that. I thank you that Paul's purpose on this earth went forth, even though he was often, I think, physically in great pain, even though he was often imprisoned, even though he was beaten and he was shipwrecked. And the list of the horrible things that happened to him as your servant is incredibly long. I think about his physical body and the number of scars and bruises and damage that he must have had as he went about this world. But Lord, you were with him and you allowed your purpose to go forth. And so Jesus, I say thank you that you use even the things that are the weakest in us, the things that seem the most backwards and the most, I guess, trying and difficult and upsetting. You use them all for your glory. And so we praise you, Lord, that you are the God who wastes nothing. And we ask that we would be ah, so malleable for your kingdom, that we would be so tender to what you have, and that we would indeed boast in you and all that you offer us. In the name of Jesus, amen.